0: Sales 101. So, real quick, I want to tell y'all where to uh, meet me up at it is at Tony Story on Facebook, on Instagram at TNT2728. On LinkedIn, I'm going to be on Tony Story. So, those are the places where you can hook up with me at. Kind of have to make this short and quick um, because of the simple fact is GarageBand doesn't allow you to record for no more than 20 minutes. So, I'm going to make this quick and simple for y'all. Hope all of y'all had a good Thanksgiving. Um, on top of all that, I had a closed out week last week so I didn't get to record the podcast. But I'm gonna try to work some things in there so I can get the podcast up before that because I want to give y'all some good and, and pertinent information. Um, so once again, y'all know where to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. The other place that I want to tell y'all, the other thing I want to tell y'all to do is with this podcast, make sure y'all share, make sure y'all share it with someone. They don't have make sure you share it with somebody that's in the car business or thinking about starting a car starting the car business, or just share it with anybody in general. Um The reason why I say share with anybody in general because there's some techniques in the car business that could also help out with other aspects of sales uh, in various businesses. So I told y'all we're gonna do like a five part series. It might be six part series because the GarageBand will allow you to record for more than 20 minutes. And I have to get on the computer version. I've been recording this on my uh, iPhone. So the next two steps I'm gonna talk about is gonna be the trade appraisal. If they do have a trade in, about 40 to 50% of your car deals are gonna have a trade in and the other one is going to be the walk around. So here's why I think you should do the trade appraisal before you take them on a test drive of the vehicle. When a customer goes on a test drive of the vehicle, they're under the ether of buying the car. They're mentally taking ownership of the vehicle, so on and so forth. When you do the trade appraisal after that, the ether kind of dies off. And what they're thinking is, what's my trade worth? What's he doing over there? Uh, And all that's being thought of why you're taking it to get your trade appraised. I mean, think of it as if you were gonna buy a car, what you're doing there for the next 10, 15, 20 minutes waiting for the trade to get appraised. The other thing is is that it makes your process a lot smoother. So now onto the trade appraisal. One or two ways you might wanna look at this. Uh, there's some people that like to do a silent walk around. I was never very good at that. So I personally do not do a silent walk around on the vehicle. Uh, I just, I don't like it. I think it's very uncomfortable 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 for me, but, sorry, that was a little bit of a tongue twister. But if you would like to do a walk around, you're more than welcome to. Um, the reason why, and if the manager that you have there can show you how to do a silent walk around instead of just kind of telling you to do it, um, the thing is, is that it kind of gets you to get the customer to devalue their vehicle. Um, so what typically what I tend to ask is once I've done my needs assessment on the front of the paper, I flip it over, or if I have the paper flipped over, i Flipped over, I flip it back over to the front. On the front of the piece of paper, I ask the customer, hey, you know, on your vehicle that you're trading in, um, has it ever been in an accident? Um, is there any issues that I need to know about before I take it over to my used car manager? Um, that way I can kind of tell them either the good things or the bad things about the vehicle. Um, you can word it however you want to, but what I typically say is, hey, um, um, on, your, on your vehicle that you're trading in, um, what's the current odometer reading? Um, do you know what trim level it is? Because no matter what, I want them to see if they know the trim up of the vehicle before I tell them what it is. If they do, then they're kind of an educated buyer. So what that allows you to do is um, get to know a little bit about the vehicle that they're trading in. If they have had an accident in the vehicle, ask them if it's on their Carfax. If they don't know, um, you'll end up finding out anyways. Uh, You can ask them, has it ever been reported to insurance? And that's another way that you'll know whether or whether or not it has been reported to Carfax. But what this allows you to do is allows you to devalue the vehicle uh, or they might tell you certain things. Well, I just got the uh, oil changed or I just had the, the tires rotated or I just put brand new tires on it just had the brakes replaced, just had the transmission rebuilt, um, any of that stuff. They'll probably I tell you at that point or time. Um, so what you do at this point is you go out to the vehicle. Once they've told you all that information, uh, real quick, let me rewind. If they told you the vehicle has been in accident, find out the exact dollar amount of what it was, or not exact but close to. And what that allows you to do is know how much you know they put into that vehicle getting repaired. And this will all come back to help you help you on later on. Uh, so here's what you do next: you take the vehicle. What I typically like to do is I take it over to the pre-owned manager. But before I do, if I have enough, if I have enough distance, I'll drive it around to where I can get it up into maybe third or fourth gear of the vehicle. The reason why you do that is that there's a skip in the transmission, you're probably not gonna see it in the first two two gears. You're gonna see it in the higher gears. Um, Customers are hoping that you won't take it over a certain speed limit or drive it uh, if they're not gonna release that information to you. But this allows you to know what's going on. I try to see if I can roll down all four windows, um, if they go down automatically, if the sunroof's working, if the radio's working, if the AC's working, if the heater's working, and I try to make sure to see if all that's working. So once I take it over to the pre-owned manager, I'm not trying to um, devalue the vehicle. I'm trying to get the most amount of. I'm trying to get the the manager to know what the vehicle is worth at that point in time. So when they come out, they know I'm educated about it. So now that you've taken the vehicle over there, um, the pre-owned manager at that point of time should take the vehicle for a test drive. If you're at a dealership where you don't have that capability to take it for a test drive, or they don't take it for a test drive, You know, let them know what's going on with, with that vehicle. Um, so that way it won't come back to bite you later on if you when you do take it in on trade. So what you do is the manager's gonna take it for a test drive. What I highly recommend is you watch that manager as they appraise the vehicle. You act as if you're the manager yourself, and you walk around, they're gonna touch the tires, and they're gonna teach you things you know, whether it's had a paint job here, whether it's been damaged here, whether the door is off its hinges, any of that stuff, they're gonna teach you. So make sure you watch them and you learn about it. And this what this, what this allows you to do, if the customer said that the vehicle hasn't been in an accident, but your pre-owned manager feels where the paint is had a, a little bit of an overspray or whatnot, you can say, hey, this looks like it's been an accident, um, whether it was done with that or a previous customer. The other thing is when you are talking to the customer, sorry, I gotta rewind a little bit, when you are talking to the customer, ask them if they're the only, the only owner of that vehicle, because you know one car owner usually brings more money, but two, three car owners usually dev- devalue the vehicle at that point. So once the premium manager has assessed the vehicle, don't spend too much time over there. I would spend maybe five or 10 minutes over there getting their vehicle appraised. At that point, bring, come back over to the new car building or if you're in the same building, pull their vehicle up for them. So what I recommend on this portion of it, keep your customer inside the building. Unless you're at a larger dealership like I'm at, you're gonna have go-karts, you can ride them around, but keep them in the building. Um, you keep them in a comfortable, warm environment and you treat them as they're a customer, not just somebody like a friend or a buddy walking around with you. The other thing is when you do take them outside, your customer will typically be a kid in a candy shop. Once again, like I explained in the previous video, uh, episode before this, you want to keep the customer in a controlled environment, something that you can't control. So now that your customer is inside the building um waiting for you to bring it up, if you're in if it's cold outside, turn your heater on, warm that vehicle up. If it's hot outside, air condition and get it down. Get that vehicle, get that car in a comfortable environment for your customer. Uh, when you do bring the vehicle up, bring it into a shaded area. So if it's if you're getting if you're doing a walk around later at night, um, that's fine, you can do it outside in the open, but don't bring it around because most dealerships do have a speaker outside. Get it away from the speaker so you can communicate clearly with the customer. But bring it in a, a controlled environment. So during the summer here in Texas, it gets really hot, really um, really bright on you. You can take it to the service drive just as long as the service drive allows you to do that. You can take it up to the delivery area if the delivery is not too full. Or you find a certain spot on the building where the, the shade's gonna be. And do the walk around at that point or time, okay? So at this point, now that you got the customer and you're about to do the walk around, I typically like to butterfly my vehicle. And what butterfly means uh, to those that aren't in the car business is you open the hood or the trunk, um, um, then you open all four doors. I don't like to open all four doors all the way. The reason why is I wanna give a little of a a mystery to the vehicle on whether it has keyless entry or any of that stuff. most managers will tell you to go to the Maroni sticker. For you. For those of y'all that are starting in the car business, when they refer to the Maroni sticker, they're referring to the window sticker. When you go to the window sticker, make sure you know that window sticker before you bring it up. So while you're bringing that vehicle up, go look at that window sticker, pull out the key features of it. So engine size, uh, interior, exterior, um, navigation, just the simple stuff. Don't get into all the minor things to it you know the horsepower and all that stuff so when you go to the vehicle what i i don't do i I don't do it the way a lot of people do it is take them to the moroni sticker um all depending on what the vehicle is but you can take them to the moroni sticker the window sticker and you can go down and you kind of hit a few key spots hey this car camry has a 3.5 liter v6 Um, along with that you get the leather interior the upgraded sound system Um, and then it's also got the HID lights. Make it simple, make it smooth, don't get stuck on it too much, and then kind of show them you know, what the value of the vehicle is at. Just kind of slowly go, not slowly go to it, but glaze over it. That way they know what the asking price from the manufacturer of the vehicle is. Once you've done that, take them back to the back of the vehicle and take them to the... um, I like to start at the trunk of the vehicle the reason why i start at the trunk of the vehicle is you can so show some safety features right away and if you have a large family or whatever you did during the needs assessment you can kind of point out right then and there so when i get to the back of the vehicle i show them you know the trunk space of the vehicle or the power lift gate how it works and so on the other thing i like to show is whether it has a backup camera or backup sensors and i, and I show them the capabilities of the backup sensor and the backup camera and how far it points out before I get into the vehicle and actually show them on the display itself. If it has a trailer hitch, make sure you show them that. Um, if they have a couple questions about it, make sure you know at least your bare minimum bare minimum specific, specifics on your towing capability. Uh, other than that, I kind of show them some where the spare tire is because you'll be surprised, but in the car business, sometimes... They don't even show them where the spare tire's at. So make sure you're showing that. Uh, the other thing you want to be very um, um, cautious of is just certain features uh, that are in the back. I went nowhere with this, but let me move on. So once you've shown the back of the vehicle, um, go up to the side of the vehicle. I usually like to show the second row of the vehicle more than uh i go to the front row at this point so when i go to the second row of the vehicle i show the the leg space of it i also show them where the extra cup holders are at whether it has vents in the back because some manufacturers don't put vents in the back and if anybody out there that has kids vents in the back of a vehicle are very important to a customer. sometimes i also show if they do have kids where the airbags are at you know, and and, and what the wh- where those airbags will deploy. I just show them some of the features I can. I show them how easy and accessible the second row is into the third row sometimes, or I actually show them how easy it is to fold down the second row to allow more room if they're going to be moving stuff or you know doing some Home Depot work for the weekend. At this point, I, I'm trying to get the customer involved. I get them to laugh. I I come up with my little quirky things, uh, you know, to say hey. When I was at the back of the vehicle, i say, this this trunk usually fits about 10 to 13 bodies. all depends how you cut them up. But I get them to laugh at that point in time. Read your customer. Learn what it is that you know, they, they may or may not find funny. Now that I've done that, I sit there and I take them to the uh, hood of the vehicle. I don't go into the front at this point in time because I want to get them to see the cool engine. Uh, so with the engine, don't get too much into s- the specifics of that. The reason why is, is most of your customers don't care, they're not even educated enough to know what's going on with the engine. You're gonna have those that are coming to look in for your super vehicles, you know, like your Mustang GTs, um, your Dodge Chargers, they're gonna know the horsepower along with some of your super duties in your trucks. They're gonna to wanna to know the horsepower on those vehicles. At this point in time, it's not that big of a feature for you to get stuck on. So don't worry about that too much. Um, if they do ask those questions, if you know it, answer it at that point. Other than that, just say hey, this right here is a 3.5 liter V6 and touch on what that cust what's important to that customer. So for instance, females, I don't mean to be sexist or biased, but females typically only care about a, a few things. Hey, will it give me up on the highway and will it slow down enough for me, you know, to keep me and my kids safe. Uh, with men, most of the time, it's typically the same thing. You know, when you, you're talking about 40% or less of the men and it's like, Hey, I want to make sure I get on the highway fast enough and it'll get me where I need to be. So touch on those things. Also touch on where the clear fluids are. Most of your cars nowadays will have breakaway motor mounts. So the engine will break away. It'll fold like an accordion. Make sure you go over those key features, uh, that, that safety is a key thing to your manufacturer. Once I do that, i bring them into the driver's side of the vehicle on the driver's side of the vehicle, I kind of let them, um, how do I put this? I kind of let them be the uh, uh, one that walks me up to the driver's side of the vehicle, or I let them kind of take ownership of it. So when I get to the driver's side of the vehicle, if it has keyless entry, I show them that cool stuff. But I, shop, I start out on the exterior and I show them you know, whether it has a blind spot mirror or modern turn system. And then I allow them to open the vehicle up. At that point, I show them the interior features, and I'd go over a brief description of it. With the brief description, I like to highlight the fact that you know it has um, you know seat savings for more than one or two people. Um, also, that your um, seats are adjustable uh, with a lower lumbar. And you might think that's kind of funny, but the lower lumbar sometimes has helped me sell a car. As people get older in age. Uh, I didn't notice it until I got about 35, 36 years old. That the lower lumbar was kind of key to me and keeping my back and my posture correct as I was driving, um, versus leaning back, keeping a gangster. Nothing against gangsters. It's just I don't gang. I don't gang out. My car. I don't. I don't. I don't drive uh, Cali style gangster style. Uh, I like to drive in a straighter position, so I like to keep my back supported. But. Uh, I show them those key features. When I get onto the dashboard of the vehicle, I keep it simple. If it's something that's not relative, re- relevant to them, I keep it to where it's simple, just simple stuff: speedometer, you know, check engine, check engine, um, tire pressure monitoring system. Um, I keep it to where the speedometer's at. Um, how uh, when your indicator light will come on to show that you're getting low on fuel. Keep it very, very simple. An educated customer will take you into the further features of what they want to know. At this point in time, that's just keep it as simple as if you were just selling to a third grader and just show them what's going on with those features. At that point, I usually have them turn the engine on so they can see how all this stuff illuminates, how all this stuff works. Um, Once I do that, I walk around to the passenger side of the vehicle and I explain the digital display of what's going on with the vehicle. So like your center console... And everything that matches up on the um, uh, driver's panel or the um, panel at that point or time. So if it does have a center display with a navigation, once again, keep it simple there. You know, you don't have to show them it has twenty one. You know, possibilities to save stations. You know, keep it simple. Hey, this has you know, it has twenty one, but I'm going to show you this the first six, and show them that it does AM. If you want to show them that it does FM. Um, Bluetooth, Sirius Satellite Radio, but just keep it very simple in that fashion. Don't elaborate on it too much. Once again, the customer, the customer will educate you and carry you on if they want to, but just keep it very simple. The AC, hey, you know this is the max air, this is the defrost, this is your back defrost. Keep it very simple. The light indicators, you know whether it has day or daylight, daylight running lights. You know whether you have high beams. Just keep it very, very simple. Don't use complex terms. Keep everything so simple that if you had to explain this to a third grader, it'd be very, very easy. And then at that point, I just show them. You know the shifter knob. I show them all the cool features of the vehicle, and I highlight and I elevate the certain things that I think that they will like based on the original needs assessment of the vehicle. And then at that point in time, I tell the customer, "Hey, let's take this vehicle for a drive." Stop. Rewind back up before I take them that tell them that we're gonna take it for a test drive. What I typically like to do if my vehicle has Bluetooth capabilities, I like to show them um, I like to pair their phone. So at that point in time, I'll ask the customer, Hey, you mind if we pair your phone so I can show you how the Bluetooth works? Once I get them to pair the phone, I sit there and say, Hey, is there anybody right now you could call that you could catch them on the phone um, that you could kind of we could show you how the Bluetooth works? They'll typically say, Yeah, let me call my mom or, or or my wife, or my sister. At that point, you call them. I usually do it myself. I say the words myself to show how easy it is, and then I let them do it themselves if they'd like to. So once I get the customer to call somebody, um, the two things are gonna happen. They're gonna take mental ownership of the vehicle, or they're gonna tell you whether they're gonna be buying. Um, So at that point, when they do call the person that they're calling, whether it be their mom, um, their sister, uh, their coworker, um, the first thing they're gonna do is say hello, and they say hello, I say, hey, what are you doing right now? I say, oh, nothing, I'm just out at, a, you know, blah, blah, Toyota, or blah, blah, Ford, and um, I'm test driving a vehicle. Oh, you are? I didn't know you were looking for a vehicle. So at this point, this bill's almost a referral for you, too, so you gotta remember this, too, in the back of your mind. They're gonna say, hey, are you, you buying it? I they, I, I don't know, um, probably, we get all the numbers right. So that's when you get the buying signs um, at that point. So, once I've done all that, you know, we hang up with them and I'm about to take them on the test drive. But at this point, I should've built enough rapport, enough, uh, I guess, value in my vehicle. And the reason why you do a good walk around, cause I gotta cut this off here pretty short. I'm getting up to my 20 minutes. But the reason why you wanna do a good walk around a vehicle is a customer won't pay for something they won't know that's on that vehicle. For instance, if you have blind spot monitor on that vehicle and you don't tell them that it has blind spot monitor, are not going to pay for that. If you tell them that it has, if you don't tell them that it has drop down running boards, and it has drop down running boards, they don't see the value in it. They won't buy it. If it has a panoramic sunroof, and you didn't show how cool the panoramic sunroof was, they won't buy. They won't pay the value for what you're asking for that. So at the end of the day, make sure you show them everything on that vehicle that builds value in it. But don't information overload. Keep it short. Keep it simple. Keep it to the point. You know the one. The one thing I used to do when I sold cars. Uh, and I did my walk arounds. I would take other salespeople out and I would do walk arounds with them and show them all the features and displays of the vehicle. That way I, I could kind of get the hot points of you know, what people are looking at. So, anyways, back to the next two steps. Like I told you all, it's the trade appraisals. So, make sure you walk over there or you ask the customer enough questions about the vehicle so you can devalue it. Once you take it over there, make sure you drive it. You learn. Um, what's good and bad about this vehicle. You go over to the used car manager, do a walk around with them, let them show you the features uh, and what they're looking for, What's you know might be good or might be bad about this vehicle. And then the other thing is, once you get done doing that, come around, get ready to do a walk around. Keep them in the dealership, don't go out there and take them out there into the candy store with you. Um, when you do bring the vehicle up, make sure it's in a controlled environment, okay? Make sure everything's uh, uh, comfortable for them. And then the very last thing is make sure when you do the walk around, you start where you're most comfortable with, whether it be the window sticker, whether it be the trunk, whether it be the hood. Make sure you start where it's most comfortable for you. So other than that, I hope y'all wrote most of this down, got some key features. Next two steps are gonna be uh, the test drive, and I gotta look again to find out what it is. But once again, I appreciate y'all for this. Uh, The only fee that I ask you to pay is to share this with everybody. Like it, give me a review. Um, Let me know what you think. Um, other than that, um, once again, you know where to connect with me on, on Facebook, Tony Story, Instagram at TNT2728, and then on LinkedIn, um, Tony. So it's getting around Christmas time. I hope everybody has a great December. I uh, hope everybody closes out the year strong. Um, I hope everybody um, hits all their goals for the year and just, just knock it out of the park because we're getting ready for one of the best years, I think, in the car business next year. Other than that, peace out. I look forward to you all in the next episode.